0: Welcome to Anticdotes, a podcast where we hear from aunts who are making a difference in their nieces and nephews' lives, and who are learning life lessons along the way. Hear new ideas about how you can connect with your nieces and nephews and become the favorite aunt. I'm your host, Heidi Fry. I am so excited to have my college and lifelong friend, Jennifer Lee, on the podcast today. I feel so moved by the vulnerability she shares with us and the deep love and care she has for her 13-year-old niece, Megan. I believe you will walk away feeling inspired after hearing her beautiful words. I bring you Jennifer Lee. So to start us out, what does it mean to you to be an aunt?
1: It's really special. I mean, I remember exactly where I was when my brother called me to tell me I was going to be an aunt. And, um, and that's how he said it too. It wasn't, you know, we're going to have a baby. It was, I have something to tell you, you're going to be an aunt. And that just really put things into perspective. And I think I immediately felt like this sense of responsibility and not, not in a bad way, but like an honor And once she was born, they also asked me to be her godmother. So it was kind of a double thing. Uh, It was, and it it is such a privilege to to be that role to this, you know, brand new person. So it's really been everything to me over the past 13 years now.
0: I love how they really personalized it to you. That's a really neat story. What are some of your special memories with your niece?
1: I think some of my favorite memories are when we're on vacation together. So since my mom's a widow and I'm single, I live alone. We're, we're sometimes invited to kind of tag along on my brother's family vacation. So, um, in his family, it's him and his wife and then my niece, Megan, and then my mom and I tag along and, um, For me, it's just a time to, you know, well, for everybody, it's a time to put away, you know, work and all those other things and just really be and really enjoy company, you know, the company of the people you're with. And so enjoying her company when I'm not worrying about, you know, going to work the next day or something like that is just, it's really fun. And um, we kind of started this tradition of pajama parties So, even at my mom's house, there's kind of a contest to see who can get in their pajamas first. (laughs) Um, and it's usually between my mom and Megan to see who's going to get there first but um, on vacation it was this thing where um, you know the end of the day we'd be winding down in our separate hotel rooms and Megan would ask if she could come over to the hotel room that my mom and I were sharing so we could binge watch HGTV and have a pajama party so um, that's uh, kind of what we did and then also, it, we'd get to sit in on the, the family prayers that they do at night, which is where everyone looks back at the day and talks about what they're thankful for and what they're looking forward to. And that's kind of a really special time for me too, to be able to share that with her.
0: This sound like some really fun experiences, the pajama party, and then also <laughs> <laughs> getting to hear a little bit more about, you know, what she appreciates about the day and probably says a lot of nice things about you I'm guessing as well so
1: yes <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> that's so fun and you just took a trip with your family including your niece. Yes. yeah can you share more about that most recent experience on that trip
1: sure so we went out east um, this was just about a month ago now so speaking of the pajama parties so anyone that knows me knows that I am a thrift store and a rummage sale junkie. So yes. uh, yeah, So a couple <laughs> months ago, I went to this rummage sale and I found these um, this set of matching pajamas that some family must have used for their Christmas uh, photo and then just gotten rid of right away. So I found her size, I found my size, and then I bought us matching pajamas and then we wore them on this last trip and, you know, we're taking selfies together and stuff like that during our little pajamas and parties. And so, and we were kind of partners in crime planning for this vacation Part of our trip was staying at an Airbnb, and ahead of time, we kind of scoped out the pictures on the website and decided which rooms we were going to have before anyone else got to see them. And we, we grabbed the two rooms that had the doors leading out to this second floor balcony. So we were, she was on one side and I was on the other, and um, you know we had all these great ideas about sneaking out in the middle of the night and visiting each other. <laughs> of course we were too tired to do that most of the time. But um it was the first night after we said our prayers and everything and all went to our separate bedrooms. I was kinda, you know, just settling down and I looked out the window and I'm I'm not used to second floor balconies, right? So I look out the window and I see this face staring at me. <laughs> Here it was her and her mom snuck out of room and they were saying come outside come look at the stars so we went out and it was just a beautiful day you know completely cloudless this was in a very small town on the east coast on the on the coast of Maine and you could see every star and it was just beautiful so that was really fun
0: was there anything else that you did on that trip that you wanted to share
1: one of the things that was really fun was Megan and I went down to the beach one day. Uh, Our hotel was across the street from a beach and we went down and just were beachcombing and looking for sea glass. I kind of taught her how to look for sea glass and that became really interesting to her and um, just enjoying the weather and the water and uh, we had a really good time. We were probably down there for a couple hours before we knew it.
0: Yeah, that sounds so fun and that's so So neat to be able to go on those vacations together. I know I also feel lucky to be included a lot of times on uh, some vacations with my nieces and nephew and just, you know, also being single kind of, it means I think more too to be able to be included on some of those things and see it, yeah, see it through their eyes too when they're experiencing new things and uh, just making all those neat memories. So very fun. What are some ways you engage with your niece and how have you built a strong relationship with her?
1: Yeah, it's kind of evolved over the years. You know, when she was younger, for me, it was all about kind of being goofy and engaging with her on her level. And I learned this from my dad. Um, my dad passed away when Megan was two or two and a half. So her first couple of years, those two were like two peas in a pod and they were just glued at the hip. And then my dad passed away and kind of subconsciously I sort of stepped into that, that empty space. And I remember growing up, my dad was a very hands-on dad. He, he would get down on his hands and knees and play with us and you know, that was just really important to me. And I just remember that so clearly that, you know, he, he, he did what was important to us. And I know that was important to her as a kid to have an adult that really understood her and where she was at. And um, I remember at one point, my sister-in-law said that Megan had come up to her and said, you know, Mom, Auntie Jenny isn't like other adults. And she was really serious (laughs) about it. And, um, you know, for a while she was even referring to me as a cadult, which I had to look up, but (laughs) she meant that in in a good way. You know, it was a real compliment that this adult, normally people who kind of have these conversations above their head, literally and figuratively, would kind of take the time to, to get to do what she wanted, you know, play and just enjoy her company, so that was really great. And then as she she grew, you know, she started getting into technology and stuff like that. Started, her parents gave her an old phone, so she didn't have a phone number per se, but she could get on the internet. And um, when the pandemic hit, my brother showed us, introduced us to Google Duo. And so we all got that on our phones. And she was able to call me independently and video chat. And that was really neat. I think for a while there, it it was every day. I mean, she was calling every day to say (laughs) hi, even though she didn't have much to say. Um, It's funny, you know, you can go on there for like, 20 minutes without saying a word. And then it's like, I should probably go now. And then you hear this, oh, we haven't even been talking, (laughs) but it's just, you know, it's like being in the same room with them in a sense and, and that's their connecting. So, um, and yeah, the pandemic was really hard because even though she lives less than two hours from me, I think we probably only saw each other maybe two or three times in that year. But we we found ways to make it work, like we'd meet, our families would meet somewhere in the middle, go for a walk outdoors, go through a drive-through somewhere, eat on a picnic table, you know. That's how our birthday celebrations were, the year of the pandemic. So her birthday is eight days after mine, she was actually due on my birthday, which was really cool. And I was kind of hoping for, but she was a little stubborn and stayed in there (laughs) a little longer. Um, So that's okay too. But we share the, the October birthdays and we usually have our celebration together. So that year we we ended up exchanging gifts on the grass in a Culver's parking lot. Um, and it, was, <laughs> it was actually one of my favorite birthday memories I have because it was just, um, she had picked out all my gifts that year and it, it was just so special to see her recognize things that I enjoyed and that I liked and being able to find those things and, and gift and um, really understand that whole you know, that concept coming together and yeah, so it was, it was really neat. So we still Google duo a lot. She's officially a teenager now though. So (laughs) sometimes it's funny. She gets distracted and, She's on the phone and you can see her, so you know that she's looking at something on her phone and it's not you. So yes. <laughs> sometimes when we're talking, you know, I have to kind of bring her back into the conversation or say, you know, what are you looking at? Or, hey, let's, um, how about you share your screen? And we can pick out kitties because she's always trying to convince me to get a cat or more than one cat, so... One of our favorite things is to go on Pet Finder and start picking out cats for me. (laughs) Oh my god! Or she loves the little, um, the little faces and stuff that she can effects that she can do on the phones. So sometimes we goof around with that, and that's pretty fun. But yeah, I mean, like I said, it's evolving as she gets older. You know, it's really in my heart to try to figure out how how do i start talking to her about the really important stuff you know we've, we've got each other on that level of love and trust and i'm still kind of trying to navigate like when when and where and how to bring up these topics that are you know most important to me but i think that that if the foundation of our relationship is is strong then then she's not going to hesitate to ask me um, for advice when she needs it. And I'm just excited to kind of continue that journey with her.
0: Yeah. That's so neat. Just to kind of see the evolution of, like you said, when you're young, when they're younger, it's kind of just goofing around doing things like that. And then I would say too, like when they do that video chat and things like that and just, well, they don't want to go, even though you're not saying anything, it just feels, you know, like it feels so good that they just really want to spend that time with you and they feel good to just have, have your presence, even if neither one of you has anything to say, it's just like, they, oh
1: yeah, yeah, (laughs) it it does. And you know, every time she calls, it's just like, my heart skips a beat. It's a, you know, (laughs) oh, she's calling. What does she have to say today? You know? Um, but yeah, and even, even going in, like, I look back at, I have a good relationship with with my aunt on my dad's side of the family. And it's kind of very similar because she's my aunt. She's also my godmother. She lives really close to me. I mean, she's within two miles of me to this day and we still have a really great relationship. Every once in a while I'll come home and there'll be a little jar of soup homemade soup on my steps or, um, she knows I love corn on the cob. So she'll just buy a dollar's worth of corn on the cob at the grocery store. If she sees it on sale and, and drop it off at my door. And, you know, she's just always doing these little, these little things for me to show she loves me to show she's still in my life. And, you know, I hope that I'll always have that type of relationship with, with Megan.
0: That's so sweet. I love that. What have you learned from your niece?
1: I think, I think the most profound thing that I've learned from her is that there's always something to live for. For me, she's a big part of, of what I live for right now. It's funny, I have this story from when she was, I think, about five years old. My brother's family was in town for Easter and in that particular year my boyfriend of four years had just broken up with me like three days before so obviously I was hurting but it's Easter time so I'm trying to you know keep things light and keep it together and all this and at one point I was in my mom's living room and my niece was there and we're just watching tv or something and um, I kind of just went on the ground and was jokingly being melodramatic and rolling around howling, I'm all alone. And she just looked at me and without a beat, she looks right in my face and says, no, you're not. You've got this here. And she points her thumb to her chest. And, you know, talk about out of the mouths of babes. She's five years old and she just hit the nail on the head. I did have her and I do have her. And that's something that really drives me. My motivation for being a good person, my motivation for being an example, for being around, for being healthy, like all these things, like I want to be there for her, just like she is for me. And um, it was just a sweet, sweet moment. (laughs) Um, I think also I've learned a lot about myself. I am single, as I mentioned, I don't have kids of my own. Um, I don't think that's looking like it's in the cards for me. So, you know, she's potentially the closest thing I will ever have to having my own child. And um, I think we as women have this inherent drive to, like, nurture and protect. And, you know, that mama bear instinct comes out. And um, I've really seen myself be that way with her. And, And I think before her, I didn't know that I could love somebody that much and i do and it's just it's just really neat to see how that's just a natural thing in us to to love and protect our children and our family
0: that's so beautiful i love that what do you think she's learned from you
1: well Gosh, I hope a, a great sense of fashion and knowing how to find a good bargain. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I've, I've, I've struggled with depression and self-esteem issues most of my life. And I heard this statistic once that just really struck me. And the statistic was that for women, our self-esteem peaks at age nine And that is so telling. And and when I look at her and when I, you know, at the time when I looked at her, she was just a kid and, you know, the kids dance like no one's watching, you know, Um, kids are free with their bodies, with their comments, with anything, and they just don't believe that anybody's out there to hurt them. They're just so confident. And. As my niece kind of approached and passed that age, you know, I really had it in my head. Like she needs to know that she is unique and special and beautiful and loved unconditionally. And, she, you know, I just hope that she can break that cycle and to have the confidence, you know, to dance as if no one's watching all the time. Although now I know when I, when I try to dance around her, In public, she gets a little, you know, there's kind of that embarrassed, that embarrassment. (laughs) 13, but I I still think that is a lesson. You know, it it doesn't matter. Be happy. If the spirit moves you, dance.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, I love to do that too when I'm with them and just, you know, you (laughs)
1: you say you're
0: embarrassing them, but I think it's also just open, like you said, opening them up to be like, it's okay. Just dance, just have fun, like be who you are and don't worry about what anyone else thinks. Because like, if I can be goofy, you can be goofy. So, Indeed. Very fun. And do you see yourself in your niece?
1: I do. I mean, I I distinctly recall instances in which I was kind of asking myself, am I sure that this isn't my child? (laughs) Because um, she would make some remark or, you know, just do something that was so me. And I I remember one time we, we all took a trip to Minneapolis. So we went to the Mall of America and I don't know how old she was at the time, but she was in a stroller and we walked in and she just said, this is amazing, and I'm like, "Yep, that's my niece." <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I I see how she kind of picks up things that I like. You know, I I think we both have a love for crafting. I particularly do some some things with jewelry, and I know when she's been over at my house and whatnot, she really wants to do that with me and kind of learn how and she's beating me on the cricket thing though she needs to come over uh we need to have an overnight where she can teach me how to do the cricket thing because I just picked one of those up and I have no clue where to start so but again (laughs) I kind of got it as kind of like a bridge you know something for us to do together and I thought it would be really neat so hopefully one of these days we can have a cricket slumber party.
0: (laughs) Oh, That sounds so fun and to be able to learn from her I think that's really cool.
1: (laughs) Yeah yeah but I mean like I said before HGTV I don't know for some reason we both love that anytime we're in a hotel or somewhere we can watch it we're watching that. (laughs) Um, The crafts and then um, I think we we share a love for animals too and I don't know you know if that's necessarily something she'll Base her career on or anything like that, but it's certainly something that we love to share together.
0: I love how she's always trying to get you to get a cat, too. She is. (laughs) (laughs) Mine's trying to get me to get a puppy all the time. So,
1: (laughs) yeah, and even taunting. It's funny. She's got my brother doing it now, taunting, taking pictures at the, the pet store and sending these pictures of little kittens with the note, like, we won't do anything wrong, we promise. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, It's adorable. And Any advice you would give to other ants?
1: I think I would share the advice that I got from others, and, you know, we've had a really tight-knit relationship right now and i think that i've always expressed my biggest fear is that you know someday she's gonna just outgrow me somehow or you know just somehow distance herself from me and and go our separate way but i know i talk to a lot of people about that and and ants really do have a special kind of bond um you know it's different than their parents it's not like right there in your face I'm not the primary disciplinarian, you know, <laughs> I get to do all the fun stuff, but I don't have to do all the hard stuff, you know? So, and I, like I said before, I think she's really moving into that age where she's going to have to start tackling some of the big issues in life. And, you know, mine may be the opinion she comes for, you know, when she's not sure who else to, to go to. So, you know, I'm going to be ready for that. And I'm going to look forward to the relationship evolving into something different as she gets older. And, you know, as we, we both grow together.
0: You guys have a beautiful relationship and it'll be fun to watch that evolve over time as well. So, well, thank you so much for being on Anticdotes with me today.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you for listening to Antidotes. Be sure to subscribe to get the latest episodes and also join us on our Facebook group to talk with other ants. You can join that group at facebook.com slash groups slash antidotes. That's spelled A-U-N-T-E-C-D-O-T-E-S. And if you're interested in being a guest on the show, email me at antidotes at gmail.com.